What up, y'all? Hey, y'all. So my name is Kel. My name is Anna. And you're listening to Cognac, Cupcakes, and Conversations. CCC is a podcast with a twist. Cognac, cupcakes, and stimulating conversations. Because it's not just about us anymore. And we're striving to promote awareness of issues affecting our communities. In short, it's It's a vibe. vibe. Yes, Yes, y'all. With the Janelle Monet. I know. I love Janelle Monet. So Mm -hmm. if you didn't know, this week we'll be talking about self-awareness and just kind of like big up in yourself. And um, this is Kel's idea. Big up yourself. Right. (laughs) And just um, having self-awareness and accountability with yourself. So moving forward in life Mm -hmm. with just being aware. I like that. I like that. So, um, I did want to talk about quickly what we're sipping on today. Yes, yes. I'm having some wine mixed with some cognac. Okay, girl. What type of wine you got? So, this is one I found at this place called Total Wine. Mm -hmm. And it is called Sweetland Cellars. I think it's like Linganore. Mm. I think it's like maybe a neighboring cellar or something. Okay, okay. And it's called Zenberry. Mm, does it make you feel zen? Do you have any like zen zen or is it like zen fidelity? I did when I was trying to get this um, audio board together. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and is our engineer for the evening. Yes, yeah, so um, I sipped it like and calmed down because I felt the stress levels going high. And then mm-hmm. I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to take a seat. I'm going to sip this. And I'm going to eat a piece of chocolate, and I instantly calm down. So, yes, I will have to say that it is zen. Mm. Yes. Okay, okay. Zen, Z-I-N, but we're talking about zen. Z-E-N. So, I do have zen from it. Mm -hmm. Um, And instead of cupcakes, we had cake today. Yes, we had glamour cake. Yes, yes. I had her strawberry crunch cake, which... I absolutely love. It was absolutely delicious. It was very berry. And I like what I liked about it, it was, um, and I like the box strawberry cake too. But this one was more of like a, I felt like I was eating a strawberry. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people say that about the cakes. And I brought in um, my chocolate cake with um, a cognac uh, buttercream frosting to work and everyone loved it and I I really like to get the feedback from people from my job because it's people of all different walks of life Mm -hmm. so if they enjoy it that means I got something that's a hit and I also use Kel as my guinea pig too I want to see (laughs) because she has good taste buds so (laughs) I'm um, just bad that's all that (laughs) no no you have good taste buds you have a good taste for things so I like to use you as well too and also Eric Mm -hmm. your son because he's a kid and and don't laugh yeah, kids don't laugh. Yeah. Would you ever try it with a cream cheese dressing? I feel like that will take... Cream cheese frosting? Yes. Which one? The chocolate cake? No, the strawberry one. I feel like that would that take... That does have cream cheese. Oh, it is? Yeah, it's oh. a strawberry cream cheese frosting. Oh, you know, it's, it tastes like buttercream, but it was still bomb. Yeah. I liked it. So, what's interesting is I'll be talking to you off air about an order that I have coming up, and I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to make the frosting either white or red. I know that I could do the regular strawberry frosting the way it's pink right now with some red food coloring and make it red. But if I wanted to make it white, I'm like, hmm, that would have to be a straight cream cheese frosting. I don't know how that's going to come out. But we'll talk about that off here. Yes, yes, yes. We will discuss. (laughs) Yes, but let's get into that motivational moment. Yes, girl. So, um, oh, yeah. 
I forgot to tell them what I'm sipping on. I'm sipping oh, on yes. her Martell, mm -hmm. um, with some ginger ale. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, and of course, I had the strawberry crunch cake. Martell and ginger ale. Hey, 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 Martell and so, ginger ale. Um, so, definitely, um, shout out to you. Martell Hopefully, you guys hit us up if you want us to sponsor you. Words. I mean, you want to sponsor us. And right. We, we are got able you. and winning. We We're got ready you. and willing. Yes. We got the audience. You got the fun. Oh. <laughs> yes. High five. Yes. Okay. So yes, motivational moment. Um, Self-awareness doesn't stop you from making mistakes, but it does allow you to learn from them. I actually have two motivational moments. Okay. And then the second one is, yes, love yourself, but also analyze and be critical of how you think, act, and behave. Self-love without self-awareness is useless. Be Amen. accountable. Amen. Face without works. No, I'm yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no, no, you're right. No, self-awareness, self-awareness, self-love without self-awareness. Yeah, that's not really loving yourself, flaws and all. Mm -hmm. You need to be aware of what your flaws are and what, you know, makes you tick and stuff. So mm -hmm. you could be the best person you can be. But yeah. I know I'm diving in deep before we get too, <laughs> too deep for the intro. Right. In the word Ooh, of that's what I should have did. <laughs> too deep for the yes. intro. <laughs> my gym you know i love me a cover yes. anything else if i do yes. I'm, I'm here for it yes all right so let's get yeah. into this ratchetness and righteousness it's balance ratchetness and righteousness is the yin and the yang of life you got to be equally yoked with both yes charlemagne thank you <laughs> <laughs> man okay i just want to get straight into all right the three things that i want to talk about just so you can keep me honest so i don't forget kel mm -hmm. um aside from camp are kim kardashian mm -hmm. um J joe joe button and sin santana and cardi b okay so first let's get into camp let's start with the righteousness um so camp uh which is hashtag camp for met gala that, okay. that just happened yesterday last night mm -hmm. um was interesting now i'm not gonna front i was not hip to what camp meant i did not know that that was ballroom you know gay ballroom slang and or a term that is used for a category and I see that is lady gaga culturally appropriating all over again girl because i was just like you know, I like Gaga and um, what she represents, but sometimes I feel like that's that whole white appropriation thing that mm -hmm. be happening or black appropriation, black culture appropriation. Is she on the board or something? Yes, okay. she is. And I believe she was the host this year. Mm. Um, but who also is on the board is, or the committee is Lane Waithe. Yeah, uh -huh. Lena Waithe. Lena Waithe. So um, Lena Waithe was there to educate all of us. Okay. Okay. On what camp is, and I did see that. I believe it was Jaleesa or Brittany that sent an explanation of what camp was. I was like, they had to put that in a pamphlet to the invitation with the invitations because I still do don't know. know. Yeah. I don't think unless you are in the gay community and aware and also aware of ballroom culture. You know, and for y'all that don't know what ballroom is, that is like, if you've never seen the show Pose or yes. the movie, the um, Paris is Burning, it's basically where um, the gay community, the LGBTQ community actually, to be precise, comes together and they battle each other out with different categories that represent different, I would say glamorous things. So mm -hmm. there's everything from the male, royalty. royalty to 
male realness where or mm-hmm. female feminine realness or whatever will be someone that looks the most feminine they win mm-hmm. the the contest or whatever or dance of course the duck walking and the dancing it's a yes. whole it's a production it's a production and y'all really should get hip to it because there's there's a so much that comes from ballroom culture that we use and appropriate to appropriate today as it is, like the term shade. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what was he gonna say? Kelly? Even down to the dancing routines, like yeah. and major right now. Oh, I don't know if you bring it, but them dead girl. drops. That was them. Yes. Yes. All yes. of that. Yeah. Dead drops, duck walks. Uh-huh. Um, you know, even just the like flipping of the hair, like uh-huh. how everybody does that. You see how they got that girl Aaliyah Janelle that everybody be hype off of on YouTube and stuff. She's she's dope, but all that dancing with the heels. That is from ballroom culture. Mm-hmm. All of that with the flipping of the hair and stuff. They it's did that extra. first. It's the extraness. They did all of that first. And we have to start giving that to them. Beyonce be doing a lot of that stuff. And let me tell y'all, honey, okay, all this stuff that Beyonce and all them wearing the leotards and the little panty things or not the mm-hmm. panty things but you know where it's a one piece or whatever and they got the pantyhose with it and stuff yeah that all came from drag queens and all of us contouring the piss out of our faces that came, came from, from drag, drag queens, queens too <laughs> okay baby beat the term beat yeah so y'all really should should get hip okay so apparently camp is what raquel mentioned earlier about just being over the top unrealistic you know like just futuristic fantasy which is why like i was confused at first because i didn't know that's what the term camp meant i didn't know that either i was thinking like a legit camp Camp. yeah i I felt so slow so because you know who's the first person person to call it out though it was Lala Milan, who's like the, one of the Instagram Oh, the pages. IG girl? Yeah. Okay. Now she, the way she be talking, oh, she right. talks like, yes, yeah, she is more than that now. My apologies. No, it's, it's, she's an actress now. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure she'll appreciate IG girl too. It's <laughs> where she started. So, but yeah, Lala Milan, she is very hip to the culture. And I, I, it all started to make sense when I was watching her review the Met Gala. How sometimes the way she be talking, like, okay, honey. And, did her, and it seems over the top and exaggerated. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's because she's part of that culture. I'm not saying that she's, um, she's not part of the LGBT community, but she's, an I would say, an ally. That's the term I've been right. using lately. And right. she probably has a lot of friends. Like, what's his name was her... Oh, yeah. Friend, the, um, or is still, I think. What's, what's his name? Oh, man, I forget his name. Mm, I don't want to. Um, man. Yeah, him. But y'all know, y'all know who I'm talking is. about. Who's her, like, butt buddy. Like, her bestie with the, he usually has, um, like, a, like, an aqua-colored wig or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really, his, mine, his name slips my brain right now. But him, you know, I know they're tight from back in the day and stuff. And so she's very in tune with the culture or whatever. And she was the first one to call out Serena Williams. Like somebody tell her that it's not actual camp. It's something, something else she, that she said. And I was like, so how is she supposed to know that that's what it is? I was telling that I'm going to be totally transparent. I was telling that to Raquel over the phone. <coughs> and then, um, you know, that's when I started to see more and more people doing weird stuff. It wasn't all animals and i was just trying to figure it out like what is i this? feel like you almost need a consultant to let you know oh, how I'm to dress for that the fashion event. industry yeah, I'm just yeah I, I can deal with the music industry but the fashion industry i adore it from afar 
Like, if I had money, I would definitely have a stylist, like a mug. Right. <laughs> so. I would, too. I want a hairstylist and a stylist, because I don't want to think. I just want to come and be. Just Yes, <laughs> just show up. And they know how to find things to make you look good, like exactly. for your particular body shape and anatomy. So, anyway, kudos to them. My favorite outfits were Lady Gaga, um... Uh, Katy Perry's cheeseburger because I'm a foodie. I did like the cheeseburger. I thought it was so cute. It was really cute. J-Lo, who seemed shady in the bathroom when she saw Katy Perry's friend recording her in the putting on the cheeseburger outfit. Was that the one with the... She had the same diamond thing on her head? Was that her? Was that J-Lo? J-Lo had the diamond thing. And then at the after party... You talking about how at the after party, Kim Kardashian had the diamond thing? Well, no, not that one. Uh, but no, um, when she was coming out, the, she was putting on her... That was J-Lo coming... Okay. Yeah, gotcha. and she was like, huh. Like that. And I was right. like, come on now, J Lo. Don't be a bitch. They just having fun. Because J Lo's a Leo yeah. and she wants the attention. Get the fuck out of here. But anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't know she was a Leo, though, yeah. side note. But yeah. She looked good though. She did it. Snooty right. attitude or not, she looked bomb. Um I, I like Dap- Dapper Dan's outfits. I um, didn't see him. I, I like Zendaya's. Yes, Zendaya, she was someone that threw me for a loop too, because I was like, okay, this must be fantasy. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, what the hell is that? and that's the around the time that I the Cinderella thing. Yeah, that's around the time that I started to catch on. But yeah, the bippity boop, that was awesome. Um basically what they did if you missed it is um her stylist was actually supposed to I be her, her stylist. Fa- yeah, oh. he was the one that <coughs> dressed her, and he was supposed to be like her fairy godmother. And he put somehow they made some kind of smoke with this pen, this like um, mm-hmm. what's the thing wand that he had, and it made like he cued it to where her dress would light up. It was probably a a button on the um, she probably pushed something, yeah, <laughs> and then it lit up the dress from the bottom up. Um, folks are saying that Lil Kim, Lil Kim, whoa, what? Anna? Cardi B? Car- no, um, Nicki Minaj oh, yeah, yeah, may yeah. be pregnant. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't really see anything, but mm-hmm. really? I didn't like her outfit either. That was kind of boring. The, the blinky with the hats, it was safe. It was very safe. I expected more from her. Um, Kim Kardashian... I didn't really like her outfit, but I respect the. I, I appreciate the creativity because it was the raindrops. Right, I did I like the raindrops. How it was like supposed to be rain, and so uh-huh. it was creative in that sense, and in the sense of what the theme is. Camp. It was dope for the theme. Right. I think if it was a different color, I guess it's supposed to be like wet, like she got caught in the rain and she's nude. I don't fucking know. Alright. <laughs> it's like artwork. It's it's some of this is art, you know. And I get it. Who was Barbie? Barbie was that, that Gwen Stefani? Was no, it was Katie. Katie did she change her no, outfit? No, Katy Perry was a chandelier when she came in. She oh. came in as a chandelier and then at the after party she was a cheeseburger. Oh, well, girl, yes, you'd be that cheap. Yeah, I, I can't remember who was a Barbie. Somebody was a Barbie. I can't remember. It was who a, um, a white. I don't remember who, like, I didn't know her offhand like, okay. when I saw her face. Yeah. While you're looking for that. Um, so, let's get into Cardi B in the meantime. So, Cardi yes. B's outfit was cute as well. She had a burgundy, like, I don't know if she's supposed to be some kind of roach. Quilted quail or oh, a roach. I thought she was a roach. Oh, but that makes no, but you might make more sense. 
You might make more sense. I, I mean, she just well, gave me more vibes. Well, a quail is a bird, so it's still not. Okay. It doesn't make sense what I'm saying. But like some people were mocks. Oh, my favorite, um, Billy Porter, of course. <laughs> he was beautiful. Bitch, I want to be there for Halloween. Y'all think I'm lying? No, so I like, really mind. Were the, when we were sitting in our staff meeting, they were talking about that too. They was like, "Oh, I'm definitely gonna be there for Halloween this year." I'm like, y'all remind me so that's much of my best friend right now. Like that's what she, she would do. Yeah, like no, I'm seriously considering being the broke version of Billy Porter's <laughs> golden moth bee shit. Like that's right. what I want to be. So anyway, back to Cardi B. Mm-hmm. Cardi B. Um, she. Apparently did get lipo. It came out that she did have lipo. Well, sis, I, I get it. Do you see the she abs? I, I know. You see the abs, though. Like, they look like they were etched or whatever on her skin. It started to look unreal. So, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. But, but you know, Beyonce had, when I looked, I did look at her abs, too. It's funny that she pointed that out. Something did, my eyes diverted yeah. to that to her. And but it reminded recent. me of it's Beyonce, new. too. Like, mm-hmm. no beehive comment. But, um, just saying... But it could be true. I did notice that with Beyonce too, and looking at her old videos, like her stomach did look kind of like not like normal abs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, and it reminded me of how Cardi B's. I was like, well, maybe their body shapes are just the same, and I just don't have that type of body shape. I don't know. To spring back, and then to spring back with abs. My thing with Cardi B is that she never had abs. Well, yeah. I don't. I don't remember her having abs before. Now, I'm not saying she couldn't have had them and we didn't see them because Cardi B also was a stripper and you need hella upper body strength and core strength for that, for all the tricks that she would do. She was doing the backflips and everything. So, um, also, she did admit that she had a boob job. That's a little, that was like from a couple weeks ago, but that was also a discussion as well. But didn't she have the boob job for a while though? I feel like she had that back in Love and Hip Hop days. Um, she had the boob job after she had her her child. So she just got it fixed or adjusted? Yeah, she got it adjusted. Okay. Because she said basically that her daughter messed up her body. So. (laughs) I mean, that's true too. Yeah. So, uh, who else did we like? Janelle Monae. Janelle Monet's outfit was really cute for the after party. She took off like the bottom mm. and it was just like a skirt type of thing with that. And the eye, did you notice how the eye blinked. on her breast blinked? Yeah, it that's was, kind of... It scared you? Yeah, oh, I don't like that. has pediophobia. Yes, I do. She doesn't like dolls or mannequins. They <laughs> no. really scare her. I, I have trypophobia, so I understand the phobia. It's, it's real. It's very real. Um, so, yeah. I really want to find that Barbie person. I swore it was her. If you find her, like, while we're talking, maybe, you know, yeah. bring it up. Oh, but I, also, you brought up Solange just now. Shout out to Solange for reuniting. Well, I believe it's a reunition, re, reunited moment um, of, what's her name? I just forgot. Diamond from... Um, no, <laughs> Diamond from Crime Mob and Princess. Oh, Diamond really? And Princess from Crime Mob. Yeah, you, they were doing um, Stiletto Pumps in the Clap. So they did. Uh, 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 they did. Uh, uh, um, what they did here? Let's see. Is your sound on? Oh yeah, hold on. I'm gonna let y'all hear it. So that was at the after party. 
then they, and then they also did um, our shit, you know. Oh, that's still it. Oh, so they all. There's another clip clip of them doing "Knock If You Buck," which was lit because Princess got her laugh. I come in the club. No, no, that's, no, that's Diamond. My bad. Um, she hit that part. Um, Saddam Hussein and Osama bin Laden. Steady gun popping. So, hey, that's really cook up all this time, out crew. Now, enough is enough, boy. Enough. If you buck, boy. Enough. If you buck, boy. Enough. If you buck, boy. No, but I forgot what comes up comes before um, Saddam Hussein. I never could say it right. I know it, but I can't say it right now. Saddam Hussein. Osama bin Laden. And Osama bin Laden. Yeah, I sound like <laughs> such a fucking nerd. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. So, off Cardi B and all of that, uh, salute to Solange. Kim Kardashian, apparently, she is coming out with a um, series, like a special series. I don't know if it's going to be a film, documentary, or whatever, but she is coming out with a special highlighting the 12 people or the 12... Uh, the people that she helped? Yes. Oh. Vindicate. Yes. Oh, 17. So, yeah, she helped She helped um, at least 17 in- inmates gain freedom in the last 90 days. And now she's looking to have a special on it. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to be on Netflix or something like that. I hopefully but, it is. Yes. But you know what's funny? Okay, Low key, high key. The Kardashians definitely inspired this show. Oh, girl. <laughs> For me. Yeah. Um, well, I'm just imagining Kim Kardashian talking with that dry ass voice. And so, you know, I just really felt like it was time for me to help other people. And, you know, Kanye really says that. Like, I'm just not, like, I'm not looking forward to that part, but I may watch it. And, you know, everybody can change. At the end of the day, like, everybody is frying her for wanting to be a lawyer now. I mean, her daddy was a lawyer. I don't feel like it's far off. So, and it's why you don't think it's far off. Because, like you said, her dad was a lawyer, so she was already kind of exposed to that. I think she wants to be known for it. When you get to a certain age, you mm-hmm. get tired of being, like, just lack of substance. Yeah. And I think that she's looking to be more. She want, Now she has kids. So she, she needs to leave a, a better... Um, I shouldn't say a be- no. What better? A more um, fruitful, substantial um, uh, legacy behind, right? And she has her fourth child coming now via surrogate. So yeah, you are your wants and needs are going to change, and your mm-hmm. values are going to change. You're still going to have some of who you are at the end of the day for the rest of your life. Right. So she's still probably going to be showing some. She's ass still going to be thirst trapping, but, she, but yeah. she's going to be doing it with a cause, right? For a cause, exactly. So she's still going to be that person mm-hmm. until the day she does. She's going to be um, Chris's age doing that shit. But right. she now she will have something else because she's probably tired of just taking pictures and and she probably wants to pour into her children now too. She and, is really about family. And if you are pouring into your children, you need you. I'm proud of her because I'm like she's pouring into them more than just fashion, which is cool. Don't get me wrong, fashion is a big deal and mm-hmm. it runs the world. And we all need fashion down to the people that are poindexters and all they want to wear is a white collar shirt and stuff. I learned from Devil Wears Prada that everything that we wear is waters down from high end fashion Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. 
So that's what I do know about fashion. So it is important. But I'm excited that she has something of more substance to share with her children. And also, you know, being an entrepreneur, that's a big deal, too. Mm-hmm. The, the empire that her and Chris have built right. and also been able to share that with their family members. So everybody is straight. Rob right. could have been straight if he wasn't tripping out. And, and I think he's getting back together, too. Yes, because he does have mental situa- issues or whatever. So I shouldn't just discount him like that. But, <laughs> like, Rob could have been out here, um, you know, flourishing, too. Mm-hmm. I but, mean, he kind of still is. Also a, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like, he has, he's reaping his benefits from it. And it, that's all thanks to a sex tape. Right. Exactly. They yeah. monetized that. They monetized the fuck out of that because Kim was already out here schmoozing and dressing celebrities as a stylist that was her first gig people be trying to fry like that wasn't what made her name come out first people in hollywood knew who she was before the sex tape it's just that the rest of the world knew who she was after the sex tape (laughs) so i think that that propelled her forward she might have just been like a socialite right if she never had the sex tape and then never ended up having as a result the that's up an with interesting perspective, like, being a mom and, like, finding out your daughter had a sex tape, and it just went viral, and you're like, alright, well, fuck it, let's just make money off of it, like, how does that conversation go, like, You know what you... I think it is? I'm gonna be real, and I'm not even trying to be the devil's advocate. Her mom, I don't think it was necessary, I used to think her mom was this evil person, which I think she still can be, but <laughs> I think her mom was in defense mode and was like, no, we're gonna turn this shit around. We're going to blow this shit out the water and it's going to make you a star. You know, like we're not going to take this line down. down. You're not just going to be some whore on camera. You're going to make something out of this. And I kind of respect that. I I actually would. I actually would think of doing something like that. And it's funny. I didn't didn't think of it like that beforehand. But now seeing how far they've come, I'm like, no, I get it. Right. I get it. I would I would try to flip break. it. And maybe that's my, my PR knowledge. You always spend the story to your to your um advantage. advantage. And that's what they do. I'm trying to think what is Chris PR. Did Chris go to school? Like what did, how does she become so Um I don't maybe know. it's just like I don't know. Smart. That's a good I think some of it is natural for mm-hmm. her, but some of it is probably you know, I don't know if she has a degree or anything, but I feel like she probably got some formal training or advising. And now um, using her natural talents mm-hmm. and maybe some of that advising and training and maybe seeing, I don't know what um, their father may have also shared with her and taught mm-hmm. her as a lawyer. Yep, pillow you know, talks. You know, like, talks yeah, like all that stuff. She has the smarts for it. She has the legal knowledge probably from that marriage before he passed away. So I think it's, it's a natural ability for her to be a manager and a momager. And then it's also whatever um, resources that she has. And I think... Just looping it back around, that's what Kim is about to do as a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's lit. Yeah. I'm proud of her. <laughs> I am. Yeah, I am too. Good for her. All right. Did I for, did I forget anything? Mm-mm. I said Kim. Oh, Joe Budden and Sam. Oh, yes. So, so there's rumors going around that Joe Budden and Sam Santana um, are on the brink of breakup or ha- actually rather have already broken up. Mm-hmm. And... 
making the story less long. Basically, they have been on the outs for a few weeks now, possibly months, and they are not talking to each other. And the way that we found this out is that the Joe Budden podcast is currently on tour in different cities. Mm -hmm. And while they were in Orlando, or Tampa, actually it was Tampa, Joe Budden did talk about it during the recording. And so, of course, a cast uh, um, audience member recorded what he was saying. And he basically was saying, you know, we're not broken up. Um, and the reason why we're not broken up, because, of course, everybody's like, yeah, they're not broken up. He's like, the reason why we're not broken up is because we never said to each other that we're breaking up. And his question was like, can you, I mean, we haven't talked in weeks. I haven't spoken to her in weeks. Her, it's like her phone is dead or something. She's not picking up. But... And she did move all her stuff out the house. But if we never said to each other that That's we're broken really up, <laughs> if we're not, if we never said to each other that we we are breaking up, can we be broken up? And so that was actually a debate on on um, the Breakfast Club yesterday. If you did not tell someone that you broke up with them, but you haven't spoken in weeks, and you moved all your stuff out and y'all are living separately, and you have a child. Are you broken up? What's your thoughts, girl? And some people did say it was childish. Just I feel like it is childish. Um, I, I, the only gray area is the fact that they have a child together. Yeah. <laughs> that is the only gray area to this relationship. Because if they didn't have any ties together, assume that it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact and that they're engaged. Still, but still uh, yeah. assume that it's done. Yeah. Um, or that it's it's done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh. The fact that they have a child together makes me feel like she's going to go back. Mm-hmm. Or, at the very least, she'll entertain a conversation with him. Mm-hmm. So that I don't think that it's over. There were rumors going around that they had difference of opinions on parenting as Which well. I can definitely see that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Sin, from what I've seen on the show and just in general, she loves that baby. Like... That baby is her world. Mm-hmm. And she's went through a lot in her childhood, so she's trying not to make the same mistakes. And as a first-time mom, that's what you want to do. You're trying to correct every mistake that your parents ever made, and you're trying to do everything right by that that child. And I don't know from a father's point of view, but they're a little less hands-on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that would be an interesting dynamic with, with them having two different... Because his mom was great. I mean, I'm not saying that her mom wasn't, but he had a good relationship with his mom. And I don't know about hers. Right. Yeah. So, I think that they are broken up, but I think that they may work things out. I know one thing. Joe is crazy. You saw how long he was sniffing after, uh, what's her name's ass? Oh, uh, um, Tahiri. mm -hmm. And then even that whole tryst that he had with um, Kaylin. Garcia. Mm-hmm. He was with her for a while too. So the fact that he proposed to Sin, he feels like this is the best relationship he's ever been in and that he has his second child with her and feels like he could start over again. Like sometimes men have that whole thing where mm-hmm. they have the riff with the first baby mom and then when and the son, you know, eventually the son grows up and they have a better relationship, but when you have a fresh new son, with you're going to try, right. try and do everything right. 
I don't see Joe letting that go on, but for so long. Mm-hmm. He's going he's, he's gonna to be stupid about it. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's the reason why, you know, the, the, or what pushed her to that level. Of I mean, Joe's an asshole. He's an asshole. And you made these girls, you girls may like these assholes until you got to lay in bed with them every night. Mm-hmm. That asshole shit only goes but so far. Mm-hmm. So... I'm not saying, you know, I really love them. Let me put that preface on. I really love, no, I don't love assholes, but I love, I love Joe and Sin together from what we see from the public eye perspective. And I really do hope that they work out. Um, I I just can see just from the public perspective, of course, where things could differ. And even on Sin's behalf, um, how Sin is younger and she wants to live her life, has Mm -hmm. a higher sex drive. All of those different things, like that episode of the show where she was twerking in the pool or in the jacuzzi with random people, and Joe was not having that. He was like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. You know? So she's still kind of young-minded there, and some people were talking about on the radio how that's very young-minded of her to be like, yeah, I'm going to leave, and I'm going to just cut off my phone and not talk to you and unfollow you on all these social mediums, and we have a child. Bump even the fine, being um, engaged, but we have a child. Yeah, like you're gonna have to talk at some point. Yeah, that's why I feel like but, uh, she's gonna entertain the conversation with him yeah. at some point off the strength of the child. They probably just need space. Yeah. So I'm rooting for them. I hope they get back together and I hope they're able to compromise a little better and maybe get some therapy because they are two very strong personalities. And she's still young, and he's set in his ways as he's getting older. And he was already an asshole. So he's even more of an asshole now. Right. So, God bless. All right, so let's get into this talk topic, girl. Yes, girl. So, um, I'm going to start the conversation off with my reading that I got. Mm -hmm. And it'll... Reading? Yes. I got an astrology reading. And it really put some things into perspective for me. Um, right now, Pluto is in retrograde in mm-hmm. Capricorn. And mm-hmm. what that means is it's transitioning. Um, Pluto retrograde is a time of reflection about power and controlling your life. And when Pluto goes into retrograde, it's a good time to like reflect on how we're doing with change and transformation. With that being said, Capricorns are known, which is my friendly, 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 friendly fellow Capricorn. Capricorn. Anna. Yes. (laughs) Um, Capricorns are known to be hard workers. So whenever you think of Capricorns, you think of work habits, things of that nature. So um, that was the purpose of me getting my reading because I was trying to figure out, like, where I wanted to be in my career. Like, what was the next steps for me? Um, Mm -hmm. And... And we're what in nature? I'm sorry to make you repeat it. Say it again. We're what in nature? Capricorns are what in nature? Hard workers. Y'all, it's all about work. Work, 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 I be feeling so lazy, though. Because maybe you're, um, (laughs) even though Capricorn is your rising sign, so I think it's in you by nature, but however, your work. Maybe you have the same moon, right, Scorpio? No. I'm a um, Sagittarius in moon sign. I think I'm a Scorpio in moon sign. But I, I gotta look and your moon sign is more of like your emotions and how you process things. So you have to find uh, out. I think I am territorial, low key. Yeah, anyway. you need to find out. Um, I forgot the other mm-hmm. sign that'll tell you about your work habits. Yeah, but yeah. So is anyway. it when you? I'm sorry to make this an astrology moment, but <laughs> I'm not sorry. Um, being selfish, real quick. So is it that with a Capricorn, um, 
when we're into something, we have the strong work ethic. You're very passionate about it. You put your best for, uh, foot forward. You don't like half assing things. Yeah, I'm yeah. just going to say the half you're really assing. Um, <laughs> you're just strong workers. Like, you're really good workers. Um, really organized and planning, like the plan. I things. feel better when I'm organized, but I'm not a true, truly organized person. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I operate at my most optimum level when you're organized, when I'm organized, mm-hmm. color coded. I still try to keep the color coded thing going on, and then I'll get off of it. But when I'm at my highest level of productivity, I'm organized. It's true. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's good insight for people, like. You may have these traits as who you as um uh, your, as your astrology sign, mm-hmm. but you may not operate in those traits all the time. But when right. you do, do you feel like your best self? Exactly. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So self awareness. Self awareness. Do <laughs> So as I was doing my tarot reading, um, the car, mm-hmm. I got a couple of cards um to make this go through. Um, one of their cards was a, like a reflection card and I expressed to them when I was talking to the astrologer about, um, AKA my cousin Dion. <laughs> um, right. If you want to get your readings done, she's going to start doing readings on YouTube. So Ooh. I will drop the info in yeah. our IG post at some point. Or yes. Time. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah. So basically, I was saying that I don't know where I want to be. I'm confused and it's weird because I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur since I was out the vagina. But um, <laughs> nowadays, I want so much financial stability, and the industry that I want to be in just doesn't provide that for me. So just trying to figure out like where I want it to be or what my next career move is because everybody in my job keeps saying, "So what do you want to grow? Where do you want to go next? Where do you see yourself in the next six months?" And I'm like, "I don't know." I hate, but I will get back to you. (laughs) I hate that shit. Right. So just trying to figure out like what was my next steps. So um, what I did tell her um, what what the reading told me was that I am battling with. Um, trusting myself and knowing it. And then I thought about the fact that I can manifest shit all day, mm-hmm. but I don't believe half the shit that I manifest. And it's not going to come to pass because it's words without mm, any... Faith without works. Yeah, without any content or anything holding it to be true. Mm-hmm. So I just had to... She was like, you need to sit in your shit, basically, and reflect on the things of... What do you? What are the things that you want? And then look back at those things and see if you already have those things. And then realign that with what you want to do moving forward. So, um, with that being said, we'll go into social and emotional learning. Um, with self-awareness, you have to ask yourself a couple of questions. And one of the questions... Go ahead. I did want to talk a little bit about the entrepreneurship. And, go ahead, and, go ahead. And yeah. to connect with you on that. Mm-hmm. I'm in a weird place, too. Um, as far as entrepreneurship goes as well, I do feel like, you know, it's funny, um, my coworker, my friend, Stacy brought it up to me. She was like, you guys should really talk about how you manage being an entrepreneur on so many different levels. Like how <laughs> she's like, how are you able to maintain that? Like multi, multiple businesses. And I immediately downplayed it. I was like, well, I don't feel like we do that. She was like, no, you you bake cakes, you do You do events, and you do in CCC. And I was like, yeah. Um, 
But I'm, I guess this is the Capricorn in me. It's mm-hmm. never enough because I feel like I need to hit success with something. Mm-hmm. And being and as far as self-awareness, I'm starting to wonder, why am I doing entrepreneurship? Mm-hmm. Why do I want this recognition to do so? Because I'm going to tell you what, Kel. I'm just put it out into the atmosphere without fear. Mm-hmm. I am honestly starting to think of writing a book. Man, I've been talking about that, but I ain't <laughs> never did it. So, yeah. Girl, I see the people that actually write the book and how hard it be. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm eating chocolate. Mm, it's real. We're all sitting on the couch and chilling. Right. We vibing. Mm-hmm. I see how hard it is for the Demetria Lucases and the, mm-hmm. um, the Amanda Steels of the world that have a lot going on in their lives as it is so we can all can relate on that. Right. But also trying to write their books and how hard it is for them to write a book. But I was like, what? who am I to write a book? And I was like, I'm me. Like I started thinking about it. I was like, somebody wants to hear my story. Yes. People love self-help. They love to, to understand and feel like they can relate to people. Like, mm-hmm. But I was wondering, like, why do I want to write a book? Is it again for the notoriety? But these are... Is it therapy, though? For me, it's felt like it's therapy for me. I think it's therapy because I would want to be real raw mm-hmm. with what I wrote. And I would want to talk about my entrepreneurship journey as well. Mm-hmm. And that means from the beginning, from when I was younger of thinking of this is what I wanted to be when I was younger to high school to college, which kind of flipped everything on its ear for me to present day. And just, I think being more self-aware, I realized I always wanted to write a book when I was younger. I used to try and start Mm -hmm. writing books when I was younger and I would never finish them. Mm -hmm. And then it started to become a thing of, well, maybe I should just do that and see if I can finish it. Right. Like stick it out. Like a challenge. Like a challenge and and see where it takes me. But I am trying to figure out why I want to be an entrepreneur. What is driving that goal? Is it to help other people? It is. Is it also, which one is it more so? To help other people or is it for notoriety? And that's weird because it's like, I want notoriety for helping other people. Is that wrong? No, it's not wrong. It's not wrong. Um... I don't feel like it's wrong, but um, I think it's just real, being real with yourself. And I think we are hard on ourselves, but at the end of the day, we're human and we want what we want. We have the desires and things that we that we want. And I feel like it's not a problem as long as you are aware and as long as you're not abusing it. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like you will be abusing it for wanting notoriety for something, that, for a good deed that you have done. So, yeah, um, yeah no. And I feel this, I felt, I battled with that even when we mm-hmm. did the, from, Back when we were doing Freaks and Geeks mm-hmm. radio with wanting to be out as the person mm-hmm. doing it and then trying to let the work shine for what the work was, the, mm-hmm. the point of it was. Mm-hmm. But um, And that's what I was that's what I was battling with why I got the astrology because I, I feel the way that you feel mm-hmm. in the sense of I need to see the impact of what I'm doing. I want to do something in outreach or like seeing some sort of I want to see the community being helped <laughs> in some way, form, or fashion. I need to see the substance of it, but I don't want to necessarily deal with all the superficialness of it as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel you, but yeah. I still want the, uh, like, oh, she did that. You still want that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I thought it was just me. No. <laughs> no. But I, I feel you. I feel you on um, 
you know, what you said about mm-hmm. how you don't want to do, um, you don't know how you feel about with it, about fi- uh, entrepreneurship with your financial stability. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that that is something I'm going to be thinking about when I have a child of mm-hmm. my own, especially. Yeah. I think there's still going to be something in me that's going to want to be out there doing my thing. I'm still going to maintain that side of me. That That's the um I don't want to have individual. to hustle. Yeah. But I want to hustle. Yeah. It's right. one of those weird Especially things. when you have a child. And I'm just thinking about that a lot. The pressure is on me with, with getting married. I've been thinking about that and kind of depressed about it, to be honest, with mm-hmm. my job and just thinking, like, what am, what is my next step? I'm in a place now where it's kind of like, I'm about to be asked those questions again. And mm-hmm. I kind of was ducking and dodging it and getting away with it without having to answer where do I want to be in the next five years. And it's like, i got to be strategic with my Your responses. Answers. Right. Mm-hmm. Because this is my future. This is, um, you know, what's, this is also seed money. Mm-hmm. That's what one of my lovely coworkers has been saying to us. Um, she's also an entrepreneur. And she was like, you know, I'm going to come in here every day and sit my butt at my desk and make this seed money until it's time, until God says it's time for me to go. And when she says that, it makes me feel better because I'd be like, you're right. All of this really is temporary. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's really temporary. But then it's hard on the other side of the coin when you have to respond to someone saying, where do you see yourself in the next 20 years? Or No, that's exaggerated. Sorry. The next five years or the next six years, and you know, for me, you know, it's not that you want to be there. Right. Do you want to be, do, how do you feel about that? Like, do you know where you want to be in the next six months? I don't. I'm, um, I don't. I you want stability. See. I want stability. That's I, all you know at the end I, of the day. I, I, I want stability. I want financial stability. I want to not struggle anymore because I struggled my entire work life. Mm-hmm. I literally have struggled my entire work life. Yeah, so adulthood. I, right. So I want to see some some ground. You know, I want to be grounded at some at some point. You so I don't, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. So and I want to hustle because I love the hustle, but I don't want to have to. Keyword is have to. Yeah. Hustle. Yeah. To so be it's to nice it. to have. And then it's like, does this become a hobby? It's just a lot, man. It's a lot it's, to think it's about. Like, and it's like, you don't want it to be a hobby, but that would take the edge off of, okay, if this is just a hobby, I don't have to do this every week. Mm-hmm. If this is just a hobby. But then like, that's when half-assing comes. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, you don't know how much I beat myself up about my YouTube on the low. I just be like, where did I think I was going with that? And that's the negativity that creeps into your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, Consistency is key with everything, which mm-hmm. is why we bring y'all this podcast on a weekly basis, no mm-hmm. matter what, even if we have to do our own board. And like, say, today. <laughs> like today. Like uh, today. We're going to keep doing it because we know that this brand has the potential to really do something great for the community. And it's also satisfying our our personal passions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's my therapy session. You know you guys are my therapist. Yeah. Whole yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> sit on the couch. Yes, come sit on this couch yes. and sit this um, coming yet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> While we eating cupcakes. Right. 
So, I'm sorry, Kelly. Keep yes. cutting you No, off. no, no. You're good. But I'm glad that you even mentioned the why because that is another part of the self-awareness is asking yourself why and then two more whys after that. Mm. And then there's also with who who are you? Like, who are you as a person? Who Who is Raquel? Who is Anastasia? Like, are you able to, to define what that is? I still haven't quite defined that. Can we do an exercise? Really? Why not? Uh, like a short one? Because I know we're running in the ground with the pot. Where are we at right now? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how many minutes we have here. But as long as it's still recording. All right. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I believe okay. it is. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Okay. So the the light is still red. All right. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna throw the whole computer out the window and be like, record because I'm tired. Okay. <laughs> anyway, it looks like it's still recording. But anyway, um, the exercise is what do you? I'm gonna say what I see you as for as long as I've known you. Is I'm glad you in the no. Uh, we could do that now, actually, because that mm-hmm. that is a part of it. Is reflection and getting feedback from okay. you, feedback to yourself, and then feedback from another person. Okay, so, yeah. so, so let's go ahead. I and think do this. what I because I'm the same as you. I'm I'm kind of like I think I know who I am, but do I? You know, I'm starting to. I will say at the age of thirty one. I keep thinking I'm thirty. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thirty one. Thirty ish. Right. At the age of 31, I'm becoming way more confident and I'm realizing, oh, I am these things or whatever. Like, I am ambitious. All throughout my 20s, I didn't think I was ambitious. I don't know how. I don't know. We'll get into that. Mm-hmm. You, let's continue with that. You, since I've known you, have been the bubbly personality, the person who is going to get stuff done. As you've gotten older, I've seen maturity in you especially after you had Eric that like definitely I always say how that changed you for the better um of course I always love bubbly Raquel we all love bubbly if we've been friends with you since we were younger we all love bubbly Raquel (laughs) you know the people at wow got a new Raquel like Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like you that's where we used to work (laughs) when we got older after Raquel had her son but um Like, the people that know you, they know that's Raquel at your core, and Mm -hmm. that's your happy place. Mm -hmm. So we love to see you in your happy place. But I also know in in high school, you've been talking about opening your own uh, club. And I understand how that can evolve and change because times change or Mm -hmm. something. Clubs ain't even... A thing. Yeah, right. It's, like, weird now with clubs. So, like, you know, but you still... You had that entrepreneurial spirit... From the beginning. So I think you are an entrepreneur at your core. I think you've been knocked down one too many hundred times. Mm -hmm. And now you're at a place where you're like, I just need to be secure. And if you can't offer me security, I'm not really trying to fuck with it right now. Mm -hmm. Right? This is not the the, um, time in my life where I need um, instability. I need stability. And that might make certain other things suffer. Or mm-hmm. you might have to sacrifice other things. I'm going to have to understand that. I deal with that. Not trying to make it about me and your relationship. But like, um, and that, that's in reference to our businesses mm-hmm. together. Um, but th- this is a time in your life where your son really needs you. You're in a commi- serious, committed relationship. And I think everybody has that stage in their life. 
in their mid mid thirties or that or their middle age since we're middle age. Oh my now, gosh, weird. Jeez, I don't. I, bitch, I still feel fifteen. Right. But, <laughs> you know, we just posting in front of B two K. Right, girl. We were still. Room. We was definitely fifteen again <laughs> at the B two K concert. Now I know why all the new edition fans be getting their life and right. going to them concerts because you really do turn into your childhood self again. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Um, I think that's the, in a nutshell, I think that's who you are and I get it and I understand it. And I think that you will return to entrepreneurship no matter what at the end of the day, you're going to return to it. You just need to have some stability right now. And that's actually what the card said. (laughs) Yeah. The card was like, you can't run from it. It, It's just. It's you. You just got to figure out mm-hmm. it's you. how to balance it or how to, like, put yourself in situations. So that's what it goes back to, evaluating what you already have and appreciating what you have and then using your resources to make it actually happen. And with you, I do see an ambitious person and I do see an extremely organized person because really, I know you don't <laughs> feel like it, but you do, like emails on point timelines like when we're doing our stuff at ccc it is organized to a t like okay we're gonna do this time of this and you have it marked out like you are extremely organized even when you feel disorganized it's just (laughs) i think it's just a visual thing and you have so many things pulling you from different areas and one of the main areas that you want to dedicate your time to something that is blocking you but you can't leave that because realistically, life is happening. <laughs> so I think you, once you're able to get into a place where you can let that situation go, mm-hmm. you are going to be fruitful and you are just going to soar. That's scary though. Because and it's scary. And that's why, why it's scary. The reason why it's scary is it's the what if it doesn't work out. Right. You but you'll that. never know. That's the why. So you just got to... And you're right. Life is happening and... I just feel like, but you know what also scared me? Life is going to continue to happen. And then you're going to miss the mark and then you're going to be upset because that happened to you already in college. So mm-hmm. when are you going to learn your lesson and yeah, yeah. fly? <laughs> so yes. So that going back into how I fit into my world. So um, as you, if you didn't know already, me and Anna's world is the entertainment industry. We love to entertain the masses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're just mm-hmm. trying to figure out how. Well, and I do want to say one more thing. I'm Go sorry. Ahead. You know, I be cutting Kel off all the time because I be. The reason why I do that is not out of disrespect. It's because I forget shit. We got so <laughs> much stuff going on nowadays. Right. I forget. So I want to say this on air. And I also want to talk about the DC Go Go stuff before we get off air because I keep forgetting to talk about that on this podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got to talk about that. But anyway. I do want to say that you sending me that stuff today about the, we're not even going to say what it was, but mm-hmm. you know, homegirl, mm-hmm. mom that went to it and stuff like that. And it was a dope conference. It reminded me of Lacan as well. Mm-hmm. Bitch, that's I've been telling to do you, that. bitch, I've been telling you. And that's what I wanted to send to you, but I literally didn't send it to you because I couldn't find the emoji with the one eye up. Not the one that goes like this, but the one that's like, like that. I know. <laughs> I wanted to send you that and be like, bitch, this is what I've been saying. We need to do. We going to do this for a bunch of women. I literally just, when I saw it, I sent it to you first. And then I went into the, my co-worker's office. Yes. I was like, I know that you're probably about to get in the ready for this meeting. But I just got to show you this Woo! shit. Because this is what the fuck, when you asked me what I wanted to do, this is what I want to do. Yeah. 
And she was like, oh, I get it. It's I was like, but I can't do that with though. I can't do that with hair. Like this job doesn't allow me to do that. That is what I really want to do. <laughs> and you know what's interesting? Stacy has talked to me about using even this platform that we to have do it. to do not even that, but to do stuff where I am now mm. for an older community. We'll talk off air about yes, that. Yes, we can talk. Um, mm-hmm. But it makes me think about where you are mm-hmm. and how you could provide that outlet to that community because it's probably more so male-driven. Mm-hmm. It is. And it's scary because it's like, oh, it's CCC. People are going to think cognac, cupcakes, and conversations is it's racy and shit. Mm-hmm. And I, I just learned that people... I think I honestly charge it to the game of the fact that we are getting older so now our stuff is becoming mainstream. It's like as simple as how more people are gonna, more older people are gonna have um, tattoos because yeah. it's like it's just, we're, we getting, we're getting older. Now. We're and getting older now. What you saying that? <laughs> so racy I, shit is gonna be racy because we're getting older and we're still the same people at the end of the day. I know. We're just older. Where I'm at right now, we probably accept it because the fact that they did a presentation based off of Nipsey Hussle. So you might have to be the first one to to suggest that. But we'll talk off air. Yes, that's another time. <laughs> so the next thing will be like self-management. What are your goals? And um, basically, yeah, just labeling out. What Do are you like, um, what's the thing called? Um, vision boards? I like vision boards. I like the idea of For vision goals. boards. Mm-hmm. But I have not done a vision board. And I, I really want to, want to participate sit down and in do that. one. Dennis yeah. has done one. And... And then there's this thing. He really wants to get a Range Rover. And I was like, need to put the Range Rover on the vision board. Mm-hmm. Just because it's possible. Right. We can get a Range Rover. It is. If we want to. And he had all these other great things on there. But that was just something like new that he had. I was like, man, if you don't print that out on a piece of paper and tape it to the vision board. Because vision boards really do be working and i'm just like you i started the pinterest board didn't finish it it was like really like sparse and i really my goal is to finish a vision board this year at some point right i want to do that too and and i need to figure out my goals as well but part of that is where we were talking about being in this um in the middle it's uh i forget the term but like in a in a holding cell like you're kind of just in this this in-between space of, right. I don't know which way I'm going. I can't think of the word. There's a normal word for it, but, like, where am I? It's like the ground, and then yeah. there's up where you want to be, and then there's us. Right, and it's just like, where am I about to go with this? So right. sometimes my goals, and then when people ask me questions like that, I hate it because it's like, I don't know. I don't you know. So right. don't ask me that no more. I mean, literally, within the last past two weeks, four people have asked me that. So it's just oh, like... Oh, man. That's annoying. And then that's I think annoying. I'm older than them. So that's what makes it even worse. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I would be... I would so feel some like, kind of way, too. It's like... You don't understand when you're 30. Time, it's like, baby. Yeah. And we... You know what? People see us doing so much. Like, outsiders looking in. They be like, oh, you and Kel do so much. And it's like... It's funny how... You know, someone said... you. Rich, you'll never be rich. Like, not that you'll never be rich, but 
people, no matter how much money you have, you'll never be rich. Yeah, you'll never make what you feel like you should be making. Right. And on top of that, you'll never be fully happy. Like, money will never make you fully happy. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't even know why I brought that up. But basically, you know, you may be of a certain age. You know, we're in our 30s and these people are younger than us. Or people see us on the outside that are, are our peers and see us doing all that stuff. But you never know what's going on in somebody's life or in their head, mm-hmm. in their minds. And you never know how. And we all, because we are quote unquote ambitious. You know, <laughs> no, I shouldn't say quote unquote. Because we are ambitious, we are going to want more. Mm-hmm. We are going to want more for CCC. We are going to want more for our own personal pockets. Right. For our families that we're raising and potentially bringing into the world. We want to do more. We want to have more. So, yeah, it's like, it almost is like you'll never be rich unless you're rich in mind. Right. You know? And that's all a part of being self-aware, man. All a part of being self-aware. And understanding that your decisions may affect your goals. And then after you look at all those things, figure out how you connect within the world. Like, how does, what is, how do you make your mark on the world? Like, how do you affect the world? Are you just taking up space? Are you, what is your purpose? Is your purpose being driven? Are you, are you satisfying that? Are you meeting that? Like, or are you just living life and letting life, or letting life live you? Mm, Amen. So, and then the last thing we're going to talk about is just having self-empathy for yourself. And I think it's important for us to talk about the levels to it. I personally always had a problem with empathy. And I feel like, you know, as human beings, we are our worst critics. Um, I'm going to give you the book definition of what empathy is. And then I want Anna to kind of tell me about your journey with self-empathy and how you feel about, like, how you handle things. So um, self-empathy is the act of giving yourself empathy, listening to one's own feelings and unmet needs with compassion and understanding. So, so what mean it? Yes. What was your journey with? I'm still in that. I'm still on that journey to self empathy. To be honest with you, which is why I want to get therapy. I feel like I see this is me beating myself up, which is a great example of not being there yet. I am still beating myself up for not getting therapy during Lenten season. I'm like, damn, you couldn't even do that. But you know, it's funny. I've been listening. A lot to, you know, I've always listened to the read, but they've been talking a lot about therapy because they've both gotten therapy and stuff like that. They, they talk about it a lot nowadays. Um, and Crystal really goes into detail about how we tend to beat ourselves up and how we really should have. She, I don't think I've heard her say self-empathy, but that's basically what I feel like is her ministry lately, with how she's been preaching that to people, like mm-hmm. with, whether it's relationships like, mm-hmm. it's really made me be more like, I could feel a certain way about how my parents, d- what my parents did to me, mm-hmm. or not, not like they did anything crazy, but like, things that I didn't like that mm-hmm. I experienced. I can have that, and so then I could venture venture into a place where I could be like, oh, maybe that's the way, reason why I'm the way I am about these type of scenarios in my personal relationships or my personal life. Mm -hmm. Because I experienced this with my family and I felt like, oh, it's okay. Like, that's my family. I need to allow them to do that. And it's like, no, everybody is a person. So everybody makes mistakes. Even your parents, no matter how great they are, Mm -hmm. they make mistakes while raising you as well too and they you know our generation of parents 
they're not really gonna hear that coming from all. you. <laughs> they're not really gonna be over like, what nigga, what you talking about? I made mistakes or or you have resentment towards me. They're not hearing that. Mm-hmm. They're not hearing that. They don't understand that con- that concept. And we're the first generation to really get into the zone of you know, establishing boundaries mm-hmm. and stuff. And so I'm starting to learn to choose my emotions, but also be um, understanding when you start to be self-empathetic, I think you also in return have to be empathetic to those same people yes. that may hurt you like your parents or like mm-hmm. your friends and realize, first of all, it's not all about you, Yep. number one. So sometimes you think everybody is against you or something like that. I have a couple friends that are like that and I'm like, y'all got some growing up to do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And some of them are young, so I get it. But yeah, sometimes you're thinking, oh, these people are purposely doing this to me, blah, blah, blah. No, everybody is, you know, not all the time. Sometimes they are purposely doing it to you, but I will say that um, you have to learn to forgive people and to also, once again, establish that boundary. Like, okay, this person keeps doing this to you. Let them go. Let them rock and, and feed them with a long spoon and be okay with feeding them with a long spoon. Mm-hmm. Don't hold the grudge yeah, or whatever. Like, that's and be just who you are. That's who you are, and I had to let you be that person. And But I also had to respect myself enough right. and, and, under, and, you know, not torture myself be a sadist to myself to there's a great episode of sex in the city about that like where you keep putting yourself in the same situation and you blame another person and it's like you're a sadist which is a sadist is usually like someone that um if you think of like a dom and a um submissive Mm -hmm. relationship or whatever where the submissive loves to be beaten and the other one does it to them them. the Mm -hmm. dominant person does it to them you could say that the submissive person is the sadist because they enjoy the pain Mm. of being whipped and beaten and so it's like in certain relationships or friendships if you keep allowing some somebody to shit on you and you complain about it over and over again you love the drama you love it you're a sadist <laughs> and I love that episode of Sex in the City because Carrie just eventually she was like she like ripped the cheeseburgers off of the table when Big shitted on her for the 50 million time like yeah and she said what the fuck is wrong with me <laughs> that is the point that we're making self-awareness because exactly. this was like I got to have empathy for myself and stop making myself go crazy when you're going to keep doing that over and over again you have not learned, and maybe I haven't communicated it to you, and, and if I did or if I didn't, I need to remove myself from this situation or at least establish boundaries. Which is, brings me to my next point. If you can't stay at self-empathy, you have to grow past that. You have to take, mm. do the work. You have to be able to address it, be aware of it, be accountable for it. So by doing that, you need to start expanding your emotional vocabulary. When you were talking about, you know, the person feeling like they, people are doing things to them, you have to really break that down to words. What specifically is that person doing to you? And then once you break those words down, sometimes you might realize that they're probably not doing anything to you, that you're, it's not as probably exaggerated as you thought it was. Mm -hmm. So if you expand your vocabulary, then you can kind of figure out like, 
really what the issue is. Like an example, um, without giving away too much, like this happens to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but a recent story that I've heard about is like, you know, you may get someone that is your friend. They call themselves your friend, but they keep um, leaving you in the dust. Like they, they may. Um, uh, what's the term when they like leave you? Not leave you, but like they they may not follow through mm-hmm. on what they say they're gonna do, mm-hmm. and they leave you holding the bag, or they may say that they're gonna go with you somewhere and then they don't go, and it's like a trip or something, <laughs> like mm-hmm. or they, and it's not just like oh I can't go, it's like you paid for them, right? You know, like and you like help, and they keep doing this over the years to you. And this person was like, you know, my mom was telling me I'm just going to have to let that go because it's just like if this person keeps showing you who they are. And I've been there before, too, Mm -hmm. in situations like that where you have to realize, like, oh, you know, it doesn't have to be that the person is evil. And that's where you have to get to. Like, okay, you keep saying that not saying that this is what the person said, but like in my younger days, I would feel like this person keeps doing this to me. Are they doing that to you, or are you allowing mm-hmm. yourself to be in that situation over and over again? Exactly. Expand your vocabulary. Mm-hmm. You know, emotions create powerful physical and behavioral responses that are more complex than being happy or sad. So sometimes you really do have to find like what what is the emotions that I'm feeling? Why do I feel like that is that emotion? And then take it from there. And then take a deep breath before you act, especially, you know, when a situation triggers anger or frustration. It is so quick to go from zero to 100. Yeah. Are you talking about, like, when you hold it in Mm -hmm. and you don't say nothing? Mm -hmm. And then when you do say something, you blow up and then the person is looking at you like you have three heads. And it's like... How you you know what I'm talking about. You know you start to look like, like no, basketball. I don't lines. know. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so you just gotta take a deep breath, calm down, and communicate. <laughs> um, monitor your self talks. I personally have a Lizzie McGuire inside of me. Um, Amy, do you have a Lizzie McGuire inside of you that talks? My Lizzie McGuire is ratchet as fuck. She's very raw, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I hope no one is that ever. Ricky Bobby. No. That's not Ricky Bobby. She's no. she's a whole nother being. Mm, um interesting. Yeah, she's a whole nother level. I have I'm trying to figure out what a name for her is because I haven't found like the appropriate name for her yet. Yeah. But yeah, um I like her because she's both ratchet and respectable though. Cause she'd be like, No, that doesn't make sense. You're gonna do this. And I have like whole conversations with myself. Mm-hmm. And my boyfriend would walk in the shower like, Are you talking to yourself again? <laughs> and I'm like, I just I'm trying to process some shit right now, and we're having this conversation. (laughs) Right, right. That's healthy, though. I mean, it is healthy. It is. But at some point, you have to kind of tone it down because Mm -hmm. the negative talk starts to come in. That's what I wanted to say. I feel like mine has reduced itself to a negative pessimism. Yeah. Pessimism. And I feel like when I was... And that's kind of sad to me because you kind of confirmed it because... When I was younger, I feel like I had more of the Lizzie McGuire as far as... The you fun. remember remember when you would, like, have a situation and you would talk... You wouldn't know what to say in that moment. And then when you would go home, you'd you would be like... You remember everything. Yeah, I should have like, said, said this. 
Like, I would have that part of my Lizzie McGuire, or my Lizzie McGuire would set the stage for, ooh, if I met this person, this is how I would act. If I met B2K, or if I had, <laughs> or if this boy talks to me in school, this is what I'm going to say. Part. That was my Lizzie McGuire for a long time. And now that part of my Lizzie McGuire doesn't really come out. The only time my Lizzie McGuire really comes out nowadays is more so with the pessimism. Pessimism. Yeah. So you, you do got to monitor it. Like, I think. But I think my Lizzie McGuire inspired the book. So I should say. That's what I'm saying. I should give her a little credit. Right. That's what I'm saying. She, she, <laughs> she, she could, could be, be extra. Yeah. Or she could be like, if yeah. she's trying to find that balance. Right, right, That, right. that inner. Yeah, girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the last thing is just uh, pay attention to the way that you respond to your successes and your failures. Me and Anna, with this journey yeah. of being an entrepreneur, and especially with CCC, it is really hard for us sometimes to acknowledge some of our successes until other people tell us how bomb we are. And then we're like, I mean, we know that, but we don't. <laughs> it's so true. And you know, you know what's sad? It happens to a lot of people, like even to bring them up again, the read. They talk about that all the time, how they they be invited to stuff and be like the best black um, podcasters or whatever, or entertainers and stuff. And they don't even like to acknowledge it because they'd be like, I'm not all that or whatever. And they were just talking about how, you know what, I need to just step into my greatness because I keep downplaying stuff. And the universe at this point is showing me that I'm more than what I see myself as. <laughs> and we just had this conversation earlier before the show started. We, we did. And, you know, there's been some people talking to me about some of the content that we talked about on the podcast. And it's interesting to hear, like, oh, wow, this person really benefited from that conversation. And we may say that, oh, you know, we're doing this for y'all, and we are. But when you guys confirm it for us, it really means a lot. Right. Because it just be like, wow, you you connect with that, too? And that's when I be feeling like going back as far as the, those types of events. That's when I be feeling like, oh, we need to do these events. Because even though people are trash sometimes and don't want to pay for it. Or don't you know, show. Or don't show up. Mm-hmm. Shout out to everyone that does show up. Yeah. You know, we know that there's an audience when y'all confirm for us like, oh, you know, I really like that message. And I, I felt like I wanted to go have dinner with you after that because I felt like I, I, there was someone I could talk to about this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's why we have our proverbial couch for you guys because yes. we want to provide those outlets for you too. Right. And do you pass your achievements off as luck? I think. I think no. That. I think we call them blessings. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we love. It's we we don't believe in luck. We believe in blessings. Right. But do we think it's like oh we. Just by chance, got, which is kind of like luck. But I think we do both see it as, whoo, we got this blessing. Like, right. Like, and I saw this meme on um, Shade Room the other day, or yes, uh, today, and it was a picture laid out of an apartment complex that was pretty nice, and it was like, your, your dreams. And then it was like a big, like, mansion, and it was like a layout of that, and then it was like, God's, God's plan. dreams, God's plan for you. Yeah, your plans. God's plans for you. And I think we still are in that zone of thinking of our plans. We're not dreaming bigger, which is why it's such a big deal to me that we got 
honored for this, um, oh no, nominated for this award. And then all the people, thank you for voting for us. There's going to be a second round of votes. Make sure you guys <laughs> yeah. For the second round of votes to actually win the award. But we made it to the, like, the next level. And that, for me, was like, that was the first time I kind of thought on a bigger level. Because I was like, wow, we did get some support. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, it's the first time in a long time. Because the first time I felt like that was when we did the first CCC. And the second CCC. Mm-hmm. And people really showed up. Mm-hmm. And they enjoyed... I see the spark. I see the special vibe that, that that is collected in those events. And how people feel like they can speak their mind and talk. And everybody that leaves our CCC uh, panel discussion events is what we're talking about. If you haven't been... And Got they, it, come they, to it. Yeah, they they feel like, wow, when are you going to do it again? And, you know, we're just trying to collect our little coins so we can do these things again. Right. But <laughs> we, we are trying to bring more of those type of events for you guys. But in the meantime, support us by listening to the podcast, podcast. and yeah. commenting and rating us mm-hmm. and also reassuring us, you know, like that you love the podcast. Indeed. So, um, and I made that failures. a commercial. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, and then I'm just going to wrap this up. Basically, positive and negative feedbacks, loops will form in your mind based off how you respond to successes and failures. So, being tough on yourself needs to be balanced with self-compassion, but also celebrate your wins and forgive your losses. And also, lastly, on the final note, journal and meditate. Trying to get into more meditation. Indeed. And it's hard. Meditation into- is hard. Yeah, to kind of close out everything on the outside. I try to do it sometimes when I soak in the tub after working out. I try to do it then. But the thing with meditation is it doesn't always have to be silent meditation. Sometimes Mm -hmm. meditation for me could be me playing some jazz music and I just have like, I create a space or aura. So I'm lighting my candles. I have my door closed. It's just me alone. And into pouring into myself. That's real. So, um... That's real. Um, that's, like, my meditation is actually a person talking and playing, like, sound effects and light music in mm-hmm. the background. And they're, like, it's guided meditation. Right. Um, shout out to Randy something. Uh, uh, Randy in the OC, so something like that. She uh, She's on Instagram, and a lot of people follow her, and she does a little... Um, sign good day or whatever with her little. You send me your thing. Yeah, yeah. She has a really good one that I like to listen to, and it's not it's not that persona on Instagram. It's it's a, like a legit meditation persona. So right. Rosie Rosie and the somethings is the name of the thing, and it's called movement. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, what you said about um, successes and failures. Stop! Stop with the um, for failures or whatever. I'm working on that too. Yeah. It's 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 definitely a work in progress. But we're gonna get there, y'all. As a collective unit, mm-hmm. we're gonna get there. Yeah. So you ready to get into this philanthropy moment? Get up, get out, and get something. How will you make it if you never even try? You need to get up, get out, and get something. Cause you and I got to do for you and I. So for our philanthropy moment, I will be highlighting the Child Mind Institute. The Child Mind Institute is an independent national nonprofit dedicated to transforming lives of children, families struggling with mental health and learning disorders. 
Our team works every day to deliver the highest standards of care, advance the science of developing brain and empower parents, professionals, and policymakers to support children when and where they need it the most. They are driven to create a brighter future for, their, for our children. And they make three commitments. Give these children access to the best and most effective treatments when and where they need it the most. Advance the science of the developing brain to improve diagnosis and treatment and provide useful, accurate information that empowers families and communities to get help. So, really, if you want to donate to them, you can check them out at childmind.org. I personally feel like understanding mental health um, awareness starts at the youth, and then it'll mm-hmm. be able to better help them before they get adult. So, 100% agree. Um, and I figured that's where you was going with that, and I, I really like that. Um, calling that out from when you're young and Mm -hmm. really looking into um, therapy from then and and welcoming it because we grew up in a time where it's like go to either God or if you need a shrink or a therapist you're crazy Mm -hmm. or or you you can't handle it Mm -hmm. yeah you know Mm -hmm. that's why everybody got PTSD right now All right. <laughs> well, we know we did a long podcast this week, so yep. <laughs> I hope but you guys enjoyed. Yes, yes. Content, we so. have some great ideas for some upcoming podcasts, so stick it out with us. But until then, make sure that you pay attention to our emails if you haven't signed up for our um, e newsletter list. Yes, we um, post that every week um, after we do the po- whenever you get the podcast, you'll get um, our email. Um, e- I can't talk tonight, y'all. It's done. My mind is like, our e newsletter. Yeah. <laughs> follow us on our social media mm-hmm. handles, Cognac Cupcakes and Conversations. Oh, uh, where can, how can they sign up for the newsletter? You can go to our website at www.cognaccupcakesandconversations.com. And you'll be able to see it right on the website to sign up for the e-newsletters, the e-blasts. Come and be you, our friends. Right. And you'll have some great content like we had, um, exclusive videos <laughs> amateur yep. videos from our experience at something in the water last week and we just try to have something exclusive in there every week or so yeah. so um yeah just look out for that and till next time guys all right y'all peace yeah. out peace. it's a vibe